Support for this episode comes from Viator. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why Viator has over 300,000 bookable experiences, so there's always something for everyone. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Be it superstition or just an apparition, you suddenly appear inside my heart. Does this strange romance stand the ghost of a chance? Welcome to... From the bleachers, I'm your host, as always, Seamus Clancy, coming to you from the wonderful Bleeding Green Nation Radio Podcast Network. Now, I am back to you all for the second time this week. You thought you were getting one podcast, you're getting two. Earlier in the week, I talked about how I'm nervous about the Eagles offense line specifically, about how they're going to match up against Ryan Kerrigan and Chase Young this weekend down in Maryland, I guess you could say, Landover, Maryland. That's not Washington. They're, they do not play in Washington, even though they're called that. Uh, the Washington football team. So I'm getting two pods this week, getting you amped up for Sunday. I am in total football mode, have been since the end of last week. Quick plug in a couple things. We are going to be on Twitch this year during Eagles games. I will be live streaming my reactions to the games. Give us a follow on our Twitch channel at BGN underscore radio. Additionally, I want to quickly plug my Patreon newsletter. If you love my podcast, if you love my news, if you love my Twitter, why don't you subscribe to my newsletter, patreon.com backslash shameless underscore Clancy. A lot of great content on there for unbelievable value. But to get us ready for the weekend, obviously I did my, you know, my midweek podcast, the typical podcast I do every week, kind of talking about my worries about the Eagles, what I'm looking forward to, and those things. But I need to do a special one. Because we're getting ready for week one. We're getting ready for the first game of the year. We're getting ready for the first game of the Super Bowl run. I had to do an extra pod. And I want to talk a little bit about pregame rituals. Obviously, um, I've talked about this, you know, almost every podcast. I'm a prolific tailgater. I'm an Eagle season ticket holder. My pregame rituals center around going to the Jetro lot at 7 o'clock in the morning when they wake up, walking into the link and that magical feeling as you're standing in a See of your fellow Eagles fans swarms in midnight and Kelly Green, and you hear that E drug out as perfectly and as long as possible, and the first E in the EAGLES chant. You know exactly what I'm saying. I miss that, and that's my pregame ritual. And obviously, half the games I'm watching from home, and you know, usually meeting up with my dad, hanging out with Ashley, my boy Mike, stuff like that. But it's just not the same. There's social distancing, there's quarantine, there's no fans in the stadium. Like, I can't wrap my head around that there are going to be eight games at Lincoln Financial Field this year. Not only will I not be able to go to any of them, no fans will be. It's just, it's insane. And I think that was the holdup for me for you know, truly hitting football Seamus mode and getting so into the season as I am because it just seems unfeasible that there could be football without fans, without there could be a home Eagles game without me there. The pregame rituals have to change. Maybe you're someone who always watches the game from home and your routine doesn't change. But I'd like to hear from all of you who listen to this. Tweet me at underscore Clancy. I want to know what you guys' gals, however you identify yourself, I want to know what your pregame rituals are because I'm going to try to start a new one this year because I want to be home all 16 games this year 
hopefully home all 19 games, all 19 wins. So I need to come up with a new thing this year. So either Friday or Saturday, I'm going to go out to Acme. This is what I'm planning on doing right now. I'm going to buy a really cheap bottle of champagne. Andre, that's what I people would drink at parties in college. You think I know anything about champagne? No. Buy some champagne. Get some orange juice. Get some grapefruit juice. Got to go for both of them. Just don't get don't get just orange juice. Get a little splash of orange, a little splash of grapefruit. If you're feeling adventurous, throw some cranberry in there instead of one of those two. Maybe do a splash of all three, but get mostly champagne, obviously. Get yourself going with that. And this week, I'm attempting to cook for the first time. Now, I want to talk about cooking real quick. Formerly, as a single white guy, I never, I never ever cooked ever. I lived at home. Then I eventually moved in with my girlfriend, Ashley, about two years ago. So now I've been cooking a lot more. And for the first time ever, I'm going to try to cook Scrapple. And if that sounds like a massive undertaking, I'm sure it really isn't. But as someone who's never done that, I don't know how to cook anything just because I'm a dumb idiot guy. Uh, But I I bought some Scrapple this week. I don't know what the brand was. It said Philadelphia on it, and it wasn't the generic like Dietz and Watson Hatfield brand or whatever. It said Philadelphia on it, so I immediately grabbed that. Great branding on their part. So wake up in the morning. Pour myself a mimosa, cut up some scrapple. I'm going to try to do like thin slices and cook it really, really crispy. I, I like my scrapple crispy. Sometimes you might order scrapple egg and cheese from somewhere and the scrapple's a little soft. That's not me. I, I got really into scrapple because um, my dad's friend Brian always comes to our tailgate. He always brings a grill and he cooks and he makes the scrapple in the morning. I make a little platter with some eggs and some sausage and everything. And it's unbelievable. It gets me hyped for the game. I want to channel that feeling. That's a part of my traditional pregame ritual I want to bring to my home. And cut it thin, get it nice and crispy. Going to get some provolone cheese, hopefully sharp provolone. I don't know what the store is going to have, but preferably provolone cheese. If it's still for American or something, that's fine too. But throw some provolone cheese in there. Go buy some eggs, make a nice fried egg, maybe an over easy egg. I don't really know how to cook. I'm going to cook my eggs and they're going to be either of those things. I'm not sure which way they're going to come out, but whatever way that comes out, I'm eating that egg. It's got my egg, cheese, scrapple. I'm going to go pick up some whole wheat everything bagels from Spread Bagelery on South Street. They have a couple locations throughout the city. If you like bagels, some of the best bagels out there. Pick up a couple bagels for myself. Bring that home. Sunday, I'm cooking that. Put it all on the whole wheat everything bagel that's nice and toasted in the toaster oven. Throw some sriracha on there, some bread and butter chip pickles, and I'm going to go to town. Well, I'm probably going to play in the background either. I have a tailgate playlist, so I think I'll go with that. I was going to say maybe I'll listen to an album. Obviously, follow me on Twitter. You know I talk about rock music, emo music, punk rock all the time. I was thinking maybe Celebration Rock by Japan Jords or I Get Wet by Andrew W.K. But I think I'm just going to throw on my classic tailgate playlist. The first song I like to play at every tailgate is Take It Easy by the Eagles. Understandably, they're called the Eagles too, but phenomenal song. Phenomenal song to just sit back, relax. Have a nice drink. Eat some scrapple too. I am so excited. I, I am so excited. I wish it was Sunday. If you follow the Bleeding Green Nation Instagram, if if you aren't, I don't know what you're doing. If you're not following me on Instagram, I don't know what you're doing. But every day I'm running down to Lincoln Financial Field at the sports complex on my personal Instagram, taking a picture of the stadium saying five days away and then running back home. And then I love I love close to the stadium. It's not like I'm running across the entire city here. I want I want people to know that I'm a South Philly guy. And then four days, today I did four days, tomorrow I'll do three days, and then 
on the BGN Instagram at Bleeding Green Insta. If you're on there, follow me on Instagram at Seamus underscore Clancy. I'm doing these posts where, you know, today I posted a picture of Jake Elliott getting carried off the field after that magical 61-yard field goal against the Giants in week three, 2017. Said four days of the game. Jake Elliott, number four, going to be doing stuff like that the rest of the week just to get me so amped for it. I don't even know where I was. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so excited. I'm thinking about the music I'm listening to, thinking about what I'm eating, and that kind of brings that tailgate atmosphere that I cherish so much to my home. I'll be watching the game alone. Ashley's at a bridal shower. Just me in the Twitch stream, and I'm excited. I got that food going. Uh, I actually bought Sunday ticket this year. It never made sense for me to buy Sunday ticket in the past as someone who spends half the games at the stadium, at the link, and then, you know, come back late, you miss some of the 4 o'clock game. The whole point is you could be watching multiple games at once all day. So if the Eagles play at 1 o'clock, I already have my schedule of what I'm thinking to look, what I think I'm going to do for Sunday ticket this week. 1 o'clock, the Eagles play. So that'll be the the game on the main TV on Fox. Eagles versus Washington football team. The other other TV, I have my second TV in there. Get Sunday ticket through Roku. I have bought a little cheap Roku, like 40 bucks on Amazon. Been using it as a dual TV all throughout the NHL and NBA playoffs. They're watching Phillies games. You know, seamless purchase, something I am so happy I finally did have that. Brought the bedroom TV into the living room. It's great. So, one o'clock, Eagles, duh. We're watching the Eagles. Most important thing, main TV. I'm sure I'll be only really paying attention to the other TV during commercials, but I need to have something on there at the same time, just out of my own anal necessities. Other games I'm going to watch on other TV is either Minnesota and Green Bay or Atlanta and Seattle. I think Seattle's poised for another great year. Russell Wilson is my pick for MVP this year. And you would know that if you subscribe to my Patreon newsletter. So then at 4 o'clock, the big game, the big game, the big game I can't wait for. Tom Brady's first game, not as a Patriot. Tampa Bay, New Orleans. I hope they get absolutely smoked. I can't wait for them to disappoint. They have that 2011 Eagles dream team vibe to them. I'm fading them on every bet. I bet them to not make the playoffs. And the other game I'll be watching, there aren't aren't as many 4 o'clock games as 1 o'clock games, but the other TV, TV, I'm going to throw on Arizona San Fran. Kind of Cliff Kingsbury is maybe trying to be the next Kyle Shanahan and Kyler Murray is a better quarterback than Jimmy Garoppolo. So I think we'd be in, in for a nice showdown NFC West, you know, maybe the best division in the NFC this year. I don't think the Rams are going to make the playoffs. I think they'll finish in fourth. Sean McVay sucks, but I think they will get at least two teams in the playoffs with Seattle and San Francisco. And I think Arizona will possibly contend for that seventh spot. So awesome games right off the bat. And then at night, how did I forget this at night? Just one TV. Maybe we'll have a basketball game on the other TV or something. But Dallas Cowboys at the Los Angeles Rams. Um, hammering the Rams plus 1.5. Home dogs. Gotta love home dogs except Washington this week as they are uh, six and a half point underdogs against our beloved Bills. But going to have that phenomenal scrapple bagel sandwich in the morning. I'll have my music lasting. I'll listen to Born to Run by Bruce Springsteen at like 12.55. You know, probably cry a little bit, probably just like go outside on my deck and on the deck. It's what I call my fire escape top step. Just let a big scream weapon X style and, you know, get ready for this emotional, mental undertaking that is Philadelphia Eagles football. And I can't believe we are just hours and days and hours away from the thing we truly, truly love most in this world. Besides our, you know, family and significant others. Support for this podcast comes from Smartwater. 
Life moves pretty fast. Are you drinking water that can keep up? Smart Water Alkaline has everything you need to stay hydrated, no matter where your day takes you. Whether you're pitching a tent or your next big idea, Smart Water Alkaline can help you perform your best. It delivers a pure, crisp taste that makes it the perfect chaser after a big workout. Elevate how you hydrate and pick up a Smart Water Alkaline today. To learn more, visit drinksmartwater.com. Exaggerations and half-truths aren't new in politics. But now, with AI, people can create fake videos of candidates to sway your vote. I'm former U.S. Attorney Preet Bharara, and I've teamed up with technology expert and law professor Nita Farahani on my podcast, Stay Tuned with Preet, for a three-part miniseries, AI on Trial. Our second episode presents the hypothetical case of a hotly contested Senate race that is derailed when the leading candidate is accused of using AI to enhance his performance and hurt his opponent. How are we supposed to know when the technology becomes very difficult to validate something as truth or lies? Do existing laws, policies, and government agencies sufficiently safeguard the political process? Political speech is so tightly protected under First Amendment that it makes regulating in this space a real challenge. And what needs to happen to protect democracy in time for the real presidential election in November? When our elections are so close, where it comes down to nail-biting endings, a few voters here and there can really lead to differences in outcomes. The episode is out now. Search Stay Tuned with Preet wherever you get your podcasts. Building off that week one excitement, today, I'm recording this on Wednesday night, Jalen Rager practiced today. Was in drills and everything and pads. And he's been doing these tweets this week. They have since been deleted. So that's how you know he's on to something and that he's probably going to play because he tweeted that smirk emoji. You know exactly what I'm talking about. And then the soon emoji with the arrow with it. And you know the team was like, hey, man, you can't tweet that. People are going to freak out if you don't play, which means he's probably playing. He's feeling good. I don't want him to rush back. Obviously, his health is paramount to the Eagles' success this year. I do not want him to rush back. But if he is healthy and able to go in week one, if he's playing soon, if he's got that smirk on his face when he's taking the field for his first pro snap, ooh, baby, we need the same way last year where I wanted the first play of the season to be this play-action or shotgun bomb to Deshaun. I want that with Jalen Rager this year. I want Jalen to be the new figure that terrorizes the Washington football team and their fan base. I want to put the NFC East on notice that we have the new great speed threat in the division that will be torching and turning your cornerbacks into burnt whole wheat everything bagels for the next seven to ten years. That's what I want. Regular place. My whole thing was I bought a TCU. I think I talked about some pockets. I bought a TCU Jalen Rager jersey right after they drafted him. And I, I made a bet with myself. Hey, not really bet, but said to myself, you know, Jalen Rager's first team, I got to wear that jersey. Now, I assumed he wasn't going to play on Sunday in week one. So I assumed it'd be later in the year that I'd wear that jersey for the first time. So I already had like an outfit in my, I, my head picked out for Sunday. I know some of you guys are probably superstitious out there with what clothes you wear with the Eagles if you're super anal and crazy and just mentally unraveling about the Eagles like I do. So I already had my jersey and hat and everything in mind for Sunday. Now that I might have to change it for Jalen Rager, it's throwing me through some mental gymnastics right now. Getting 
very, very anxious just thinking about it. But I just want Jalen Rager to go out there. If he plays, oh man, if he scores a touchdown in his first NFL game, I want him to be, now they're not the most similar type of players, but I want him to be like that 2008 Deshaun Jackson, rookie Deshaun Jackson, where he just put the league on notice, gave that, gave the Eagles that threat of verticality that they've been sorely missing that the Eagles need so, so badly. And if Deshaun's healthy, hey, that's a healthy Deshaun game. You have to maximize Deshaun when he's on the field that game. Because, you know, not only is he not playing a full season, he might not play 10, 11, 12 games. Honestly, if I was handling Deshaun when it comes to his management with the Eagles or, you know, his health, his playing time, I'm serious. I would only play him in division games and playoff games. That's all I would play him in. Especially the two Dallas games, the two Giants games, and two Washington games. Those six games, if he's just healthy for those games, the Eagles just need to go to five and one of those games and they'll win a division. The rest of the other games, get healthy, stay safe, put himself in a, like a bubble like the bubble bully on Seinfeld. Because if you play him in the division games, they're going to go five and one and they're going to make the playoffs and then save him for the playoffs. I think that's what I would do with Deshaun Jackson. But he will be playing this week. You have to utilize him. He is playing against his old team, a team he scored two touchdowns against in week one last year in Philadelphia. That was a magical day for me where I thought that was the untapped potential of Carson Wentz right there. Finally having a you know a transcendent deep, th- deep threat, maybe the best deep threat in NFL history out there. And it's such a shame that... Deshaun's season didn't work out the way we all dreamed and hoped it would, but obviously that's that comes with the territory when you have dealing with a player who has an injury history, an injury-prone player like Deshaun Jackson. But if Rager can go and you have – what if you have those two guys on the field at the same time? You have two fastest receivers the Eagles have had in, in forever out there at the same time. Maybe run two – go 12 personnel with those two guys out wide. You have Dallas Goddard and Zach Ertz in the middle of the field and Miles Sanders while, with Carson Wentz right there in the shotgun – Who's beating us, baby? Because it ain't with the Washington football team. Is anyone a little worried for something? I'm not worried. And I'm sure I could eat crow about this, but I'm feeling a big win. A statement win. No slow starts. No, oh my God, they're down 13 to 10 at halftime. They come back and, you know, fall backwards into covering in the fourth quarter. No. They're going to win this outright. They're going to be good. They're going to be good the whole darn game. I want this to be like in 2017, that Eagles-Broncos game where Wentz throws so many touchdowns, they have to take him out early and put the backup in. What I'm hoping for this game is we see the new Eagles human victory cigar, Jalen Hurts. I want Jalen Hurts to get his first NFL action this weekend, not because of an injury to Carson Wentz or Nate Sudfeld, but because the Eagles are winning so much, they're going to give Hurts some NFL action to get under his belt. Maybe he runs for a touchdown or something crazy like that. I want to put a crooked number up on Washington, the Washington football team. You really decided on that name. You should have changed your name decades and decades ago. But at the same time, after all these decades and years, you could have planned to have a new name. You chose that. You deserve to lose. You deserve to lose by a lot. I'm hoping for a lopsided landslide victory from our beloved Philadelphia Eagles this weekend. Ron Rivera does bring some stability to that organization, something they've lacked, to say the least, during the entirety of the Daniel Snyder era in Washington. But at the same time, Washington had the 27th, uh, ranked 27th in pass defense DVOA last year per football outsiders. They're starting Ronald Darby on the outside. Could you imagine Jalen Rager lining up with Ronald Darby? 
That's over. That's what I want to see. I want to see either Deshaun or Jalen Rager go up against Darby, burn him deep, 7-0 first drive. Washington gets the ball. Dwayne Haskins gets hit as he throws. Darius Slay picks six. You know, you're five plays into the game. The Eagles are up 14-0, maybe 15-0. Maybe they go for it after the second touchdown. Doug rubbing his nose in it, getting back into those 2017 vibes. That's what I'm looking for. I want to see the Eagles win by double digits. I want to see Doug go for two for the first time, and I want Jalen Reger to score a touchdown in his first NFL game. And maybe, maybe we see the human victory cigar, Jalen Hurts. I'm predicting a big Eagles win. We need it. I want Jalen to score. I want Jalen Hurts to get on the field. I want this win. I want a Super Bowl run. I'm ready for Sunday, and I hope you are after listening to this. That's it for me. I'm Seamus Clancy. Follow me on Twitter at Seamus underscore Clancy. And as always, go birds, baby. Haunted.